Robert. Uh, uh, what? What the fuck? Hi, Robert. I'm Dominic Rubello. How are you? Dom? What the fuck are you doing here? What? What is this? Uh, do, do you want to uh, get dressed so w- we could talk? Uh, we, we got a, a podcast to do. Podcast? Dom, what? What goddamn podcast? It's 3.30 in the morning. How, how the fuck did you even get in here? It's fine, Robert. I'm Dominic. We we are both co-hosts to the show Born on the Floor, and we are to do a show on Season 2, Episode uh, 1, a- as soon as possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm literally asleep, and I still haven't the slightest idea how you got into You're my You're going to skip your Did silica you... mud treatment, okay? Because there's simply just no time. For us to be able to do both, okay? Silica mud. Yeah. Have you lost your fucking mind? Have I lost my fucking mind? No. I di- oh, my God. Tissue. Someone, we need tissue A here. Tissue for what? Tissue for the, sh- uh, the blood, tissue the blood on the shirt. What? You're going to ruin your shirt. Shirt? Sure, You're even... going to ruin your shirt, man. We're going to be recording need... Dude, in five minutes or less. Ruin? And I need to be... Listen, what? put this in your blood? nose right now. Put this right here. Put it in your nose. Here. Put it in your nose. Uh, Ow! My put nose. it right in your what nose. Yes. Bore on the floor! Stop Bore on the floor! Bore on the floor! I mean, I apologized uh, once before, so I don't think I have to do it again, but I'm glad to hear and see that, Rob, you have regained consciousness after what had happened. Uh, You know, everyone heard it, so there's no need to really get into it. Rob, how are you doing today, man? Uh, Feeling good. A little maybe, you know, concussed. Yeah, slightly vulnerable and concussed. No big deal. Yeah, but good. What's up? Things happen. Happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds out there. (laughs) what are we doing right here right now we're doing bore on the floor season two episode one right where we've arrived to season two season two episode one of bore on the floor how freaking exciting is this i was so excited i broke into your house at like 3 30 in the morning not even you're you're a madman well i broke in uh you slept through it which you said was was improbable but it happened and uh i guess the uh, audio evidence support your claim i'm just glad that we've gotten to a point where you've decided not to press charges for now for now for now i guess to get me to do the show uh, you know I, I mean it's a power play it's a very secession like move that you're doing you're trying to keep me in the loop 
You're trying to keep me on a short leash. I broke into your house. Like this is this is the bear hug right here happening yeah, in front of you're us. You're take you're taking your medicine right now. <laughs> I like that. For a moment I was like, "Wait, what does he fucking mean by that?" And I was like, <laughs> "I haven't started drinking yet." But anyway, season 2 episode 1, Rob. Yeah. Let's kick this thing off how we always do with you giving us a little bit of a synopsis of this episode and let's, do it. let's go. Let's just rock and roll. All right. As I mentioned, we are at the season 2 premiere. Uh title The Summer Palace. Here we go. Shortly after Shiv and Tom's wedding, Kendall spends time at a rehab facility in Iceland. But within 48 hours of his stay, he is called away to give a public statement regarding his decision to back off from the bear hug. A traumatized and disoriented Kendall is instructed to simply say, I saw their plan, and my dad's plan was better. Logan's financial advisor, meanwhile, Jamie Laird, suggests that he sell the company or name a successor. Despite going to rehab, Kendall continues to indulge his cocaine addiction and receives his deliveries from Greg. The Roys assemble for lunch at the family's summer home in the Hamptons. Logan is unable to extract an honest opinion from his children about whether he should sell the company. He has each of his children individually meet him in his office and offer Shiv the role of CEO during their meeting. Shiv is interested but doesn't disclose this to Tom, only telling him that he has been promoted to ATN's chair of global broadcast news. That night, Logan flies Kendall to a meeting with Stewie and Sandy, who refuse to come to a compromise. Kendall promises them that they will lose the proxy battle. And there you have it. There we go. This is the great return to secession. Right off the bat, action, action, action. No silica mud treatment for anybody. Ugh. So okay. close. So, so close. We know you love them, Rob. And now... I love a good silicone butt treatment. So, yeah. So, this season, epi- uh, this episode opens up with Kendall kind of just, you know, relaxing in a pool, trying to get his sea that- legs under him. We find out pretty quickly that it's only 48 hours removed from the incident that we uh, had seen uh, the season prior. Can I just say that that facility yeah. is is outstanding? You know, it's interesting if you want to just break off for just one second. I used to, back when I worked in the hospital, there used to be, I I almost did this actually, but I didn't have a passport at the time. The nurses and doctors I used to work with, they used to take weekend trips to Iceland because it was like, oh, wow. No, no, no. I mean, it sounds very extravagant and stuff, but it's literally what you would pay to go to Atlantic City. You go to Iceland. It's a very short flight, believe it or not. Uh, and uh, it's very, very cheap over there, and they're very nice people. Uh, we met Ragnar, right, in this oh, episode. Oh, nice. Right, what's his name, Ragnar? Ragnar. Ragnar Ragnarik, um, <laughs> which is the most Icelandic name you could get, comes in, tells Kendall, we have to go. No. It's time to go. You're you're being pulled out. We are pulling you out. Yeah, couldn't even get that mud treatment in. The silica silica mud. is the nicest of mud treatments. Uh, you know, I've had... Um, a, a regular mud treatment, and then when I, uh, and then like I've never had a silica mud treatment. No one gotta, ever has. You, you got to do it. Yeah, you you've you've done it, right? Highly recommend. I do it every Friday. The 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 cool thing about this podcast and the cool thing about this episode is, he, for us right now, we're power watching through it. We've seen it before. Everyone that's listening has seen it before. Maybe they're waiting and watching the episodes along with us. Who knows? We know you're out there and you're listening. I really love how we can get the short memory here of seeing that 
in season one, episode one, Kendall was in the car being driven to do that Volter deal where he was singing the really bad fucking rap song by the Beastie Boys, which I didn't even know was a real song until you told me. Oh, it's real. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And now he's being shepherded. Yeah, I think it was like a response to like 9-11 almost, if I remember correctly. Oh, wow. Well, talk about... I could be wrong on that. Talk about bungling that. But anyway, um, now we see him being shepherded in through the car and instead of like being pumped up by the driver, basically, he's being told what to say because he's being controlled by his dad again. Oh, and yeah. I, I just found that really interesting that we see just like the yeah. mirrors. You remember the mirrors? No. All right. Let's just. No, let's no, just, no. All right. No. All right. <laughs> no, you're like, right though. You are right. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's, just, it's fine. Just keep going. No, it's interesting. You know, no, no, season no. one, I, I you see him. He's very excited. You know, he's full of promise, and now he's just a defeated, defeated man. Defeated and like fresh off of murder and coming down from God knows what drugs, right? Yeah, <laughs> forget it. And couldn't even get his silicone tree. Couldn't even get his silicone. So now he get he springs a little bit of a nosebleed. You know, they're plugging up his nose. You don't want to get any blood on the shirt or the sheets. Yeah, and all while this is, you know, they're they're trying to get him on TV to make this statement to to uh, explain what he did. Like, why why did he go to attack his dad, and all of a sudden now he's a total change of heart. But can you imagine and, uh, for a second? Because again, like we're watching this show, like a year later. And and within forty eight hours, the bear hug is announced, and then it's there's a twist in the bear hug situation. Yeah, like that's fucking crazy. If if that happened IRL, like in a company and stuff like that. Well, I imagine just, yeah, this, like the stock market would probably be going crazy. Like the stock price would be very volatile in that situation. Lots of fluctuation. We see Shiv and uh, Tom are just yeah. on a boat honeymooning. In a honeymooning boat. on a yacht in the middle of the ocean. No, very spotty Wi-Fi on purpose. Terrible Wi-Fi. You know, I don't know if I would want to... I mean, you know, who am I to say? But I don't know if I'd want to do that. Like, be in the middle of a, the ocean in a fucking yacht? I mean, Tom's wearing a suit the whole time. There's no relaxation going on. They don't... These people don't even know how to relax. That's that's the whole That's the whole deal, you know? Abandoned they're, honeymoon? They're Abandoned rich honeymoon? beyond belief, and they don't know what to do with themselves. You're right. You're absolutely right. So now we see them... In they're 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 trying to watch Kendall on yep. the uh whatchamacallit on their shitty Wi-Fi talking about the bear hug and why he's backing off. Because it, again, it is a very strange thing. Yeah. I mean they, they first they were blindsided a couple days ago by the fact that he's doing this and now all of a sudden yeah. uh he's backing off and he's you know, his it seems like the um, He's doing something for Logan now. Like, what, what, you know, what the hell happened? Yeah, where are we? Where are we going from here? He doesn't look good on the screen. No, a couple of a uh, couple of things that he's referred to at this moment: sweaty corpse, uh, unshaven candle, mm-hmm. uh, waxy. You know, it's uh, Lo- uh, Shiv and Tom are watching him. Uh, uh, Roman is watching him as he's getting ready for his own press conference in uh, in J- Japan, I believe. That's right. He's gonna. He's in the Japan, trying to do damage control for the rocket launch. Yeah, remember that? I do. I do. So Kendall nails it, and he's being watched basically by the entire company, including his dad, who's in the war yeah. room, so to speak, at Roy Store Waco, which is where I 
I work a stone. Royco. Why? You know what? My bad. What did I say? Did I say Royco Wade? Flipped it. I flipped it. You know, some it's tomato, tomato, potato, potato. Here's Mr. Potato Head. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go. What would happen? Is there even a plan? Like if Logan got hit by a bus tomorrow? Uh, well, what would happen is um, the municipality of New York would uh, be down a bus because uh, <laughs> nothing's going to stop my dad as CEO. What a great answer. How the hell did he pull that out of his ass? <laughs> like, Again, we do know that there was some promise with Kendall being the new CEO of the company. It was there. It was yeah. He was the heir apparent. They say it in the interview and everything. He was the guy. Yeah, I would say just the fact you take everything into account. He's just pulled out of rehab. He's not. He's definitely not fully <laughs> detoxed or anything. Murdered. Thro- thrown <laughs> into a, a, a makeshift TV studio in Iceland, and he's got this just perfect response. They really pull out of thin air. They really do have him tucked away in a basement garage type <laughs> Icelandic weird thing that he's he's it's a, it's a it's a garage. He's in a shed, and he's able to pull this off. And then, you know, you have uh, Logan saying the first thing my fucking son has ever done right. Oh, and then, obviously, cue to credits. Great great opening to season two. Great opening to season two. You know you're going to get thrown right into the mix right away. Yeah. You know, um, what should we call it? Kendall gets back to, I guess, New York City. Yeah. Uh, did you get the bike? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you know, we don't really think you should be riding alone. So we got a guy. Fucking weird, man. So weird. Just get in the, get in the little sidecar. He just buddy. gets in the sidecar of this motorbike, and he just looks so fucking. He he's just so cringy. Yeah, but it all, it's all part of the I guess the aesthetic or whatever they're trying to portray Kendall as. You know, as he's just uh, he's just he's like dead man walking. He's just got you know nothing going for him right now he's, he's a suit he's a, he's a disgusting he's a puppet he's a puppet for his father at this point because he knows that his father has this damning evidence to murder on him literally he could destroy his own son which i don't think he would do but i do think that Kendall's just so fucked up from this whole thing that he's yeah. not going to he's not even going to take a chance here with uh yeah. with trying to challenge Logan in any way he's completely tail between the legs about this entire thing. And then he finally, like I said, I literally work right over there uh, where the headquarters of uh, Roystar and Waycar, Waycar, whatever the fuck it is. Oh, man. We're going to have to, we're going to have to nail this. What down. is it we're again? Waystar Royco. I put Roystar Waco, like in Waco, Texas. Yeah, different. Totally different thing, right? I think so. One of them was a, was a cult, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So anyway, so I, I literally work right over there. So I did I did I think I did send you a picture of them filming yeah. right by right by where I work, which is just really That's cool. Exciting. You know, just to be able to walk the same streets as Logan Roy, as mm. Kendall Roy, Roman mm. Roy, Shiv Roy, the Roys. Tom Wasgams Roy. Tom Wamsgams Roy, which is <laughs> Oh, by the way, before before we really kick things off, and I really hate to to jump in jump around like this, but did you get a chance to listen to um, from from now or whatever it is? I have listened to I think three episodes. So oh far. wow! How do you th- how do you like it? It's interesting. I mean, it's, I love hearing Brian Cox. So it, I mean, for those of you that have not heard or seen, it's kind of like a 
what you would call it? Uh, I would guess like a War of the Worlds type thing. I mean, it's a theatrical production on a podcast. It's, it's an old timey radio type thing, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, right. you got pretty things that used to be on the radio back in the day, just like scripted. Uh, Dial- a lot of good dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. It so is sound, sci- sound it, effects. And yeah, such. the sound effects are great. It is sci-fi. It's. I mean, you know, you have to be, kind of be into that stuff. It's kind of like a spaceship type thing, you know. But Brian Cox is in it. Uh, you know, as made famous by Secession. Also, this uh, this um, Born on the Floor season two episode one is brought to you by McDonald's, uh, which is <laughs> also features Brian Cox's voice. Another Brian Cox endeavor. Uh, him talking, you know, him talking about a Big Mac. I'm in. It's, it creeps me out when I hear the McDonald's commercials with him. Why? I don't know why? You, you, I just feel weird about it. You feel you feel hungry? No, nah, I feel weird about it. Feel like, weird. Why, why? Why are you doing this, Brian? It's work, man. I mean, he is, is so work. elegant, but it is work. But anyway, so check out that podcast. I think you'd like it. If you're a fan of Brian Cox, like I said, featuring Brian Cox and the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Richard Madden, Richard, a.k.a. Yeah. the King in the North, Rob Stark. No, 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 you're wrong. No, I'm not. Is it Rob Stark? That's right. He was the King in the North. The first King in the North. And then he was murdered. Whoa, whoa, spoilers, bro. This is different. Oh, podcast. come on. He was murdered. <laughs> Everyone knows it. Anyway, so check that there's out. There's a bunch of people in there, too. Aaron, Aaron Moriarty is like the uh, Moriarty. Android. Moriarty. Moriarty. Yep. Yeah, she's featured on The Boys. So It's a really it's a really fun thing. I listen to it all in one day. They're about 25-minute episodes. One of them's 40 yeah. minutes. And yeah. I I hope they do like a season two. It just, it, it you know, you really get into it. Like I said, it's a sci-fi thing, which I'm not huge into sci-fi stuff, but I, I mean, it was tolerable. Oh, that's nice. Okay, yeah, so, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm trying to space it out because I got a lot of time to kill every day. So, so check it out if you got the time to kill, like Rob does. Uh, you might enjoy it. So, anyway, where are we, Rob? I'm so sorry. I just wanted to get that out of the way. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. Uh, where are we? Uh, Shiv and Tom on their honeymoon decide. If they want to abandon honeymoon abandon and come honeymoon. home to try to figure out what's going on, and honeymoon has uh, been called. That's right. And then that's I mean we get Kendall. Kendall goes into the the office for a little debrief. With, he goes uh, into the war with room. Logan and Logan and Carl, Mister Potato Head, Mister Fucking Potato Head. And, and now Logan mentions here, and he also mentions later on in the episode when he's talking to the banker guy. How mm. come no one saw this coming? And, right. And I think he. You know, he has these people like, you know, kind of falling on the sword from a little bit. But why didn't why didn't he see it coming? You know, well, that's, I mean, not, that's not his job. He has people that are paid to see things coming. Dom. Yeah. But I mean, come on. At the same time, this guy is the guy. He's the gorilla in the room. Like this is the this is the big kahuna. He's supposed to be the most shrewd and the most ruthless. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should have seen it coming. And when he did get the letter from the bear hug, he said it made sense. So he was yeah. he was kind of like you know here it is, so yeah, so you know here he is. I think he's trying to, I think it's the first time I've seen at least you know off the top of my head here him trying to pass the buck a little bit. Yeah, I mean I don't think he expected uh, Kendall to to regroup and try to do anything after after the uh, the vote of no confidence. I think in his mind, okay, I got rid of Kendall. He's done. I don't have to worry about him anymore. That's right. But uh, where we go here? We got Carl. A uh, little, little nice little moment with Carl here. He said, "No, no offense, Logan. Actually, you know what? Offense now taken." 
I thought that love, was a, a nice little line. Love this guy. Love the casting on this show too. So now, yeah. so he's he he he's trying to get an idea of what's going to be happening here. He yeah. brings Kendall in. He's like, "Tell me their strategy. Tell me what they're doing. Yeah. What's their play? How do I defeat this?" Because now he's going to use Kendall as yeah. the tool to get himself out of this if he can, yeah, because he he's got their everything. playbook. Yeah, and it's great. So Kendall's kind of telling them everything, you know, what they were doing and their plan. But it's, it's the whole time he's like, he can't even look his dad in the in the face. Like he can't even look at him in the eyes. He's yeah. so like just defeated, you know. He is. He really is just just completely destroyed. Yeah. Because you also you gotta have you gotta take into account that fresh in his head is the death of this kid. Oh yeah. I mean, this is forty eight hours removed from it. I mean. Yeah. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's absolutely insane. So now he gets Carl to leave the room, and that's when he gives the real dirty, like yeah, the he real lets low down know dirt. that uh, you know he they they know about uh, Logan hitting Iverson, Kendall's son, at that the Thanksgiving game, and uh, they know about him taking a piss in Kendall's office. So they're they might try to use this angle of him losing his you know he's sick, he's not sharp anymore, he's kind of losing his his touch. So. Yeah. Uh, and they got Logan the medication information in, and he'll process it and decide what his next move is going to be. They also have that he's taking medications, and yeah. then he tells this is I love this. I'm going to use this saying, and I don't even know what it means, but right. he tells Kendall to go and pour buckets of cold shit <laughs> uh, for you know for the for the whole thing. I, I I love it. I don't know. I don't know how to use it though. Yeah, I said I it to you earlier today or yesterday. I said I was gonna pour some buckets of cold shit <laughs> to uh, to try to figure this thing out or try to whatever, but um, and then we all, we also see now Kendall, even though he said he's gonna get clean and everything like that, you know, trying yeah, to get a fix, he needs to be straightened out a little bit. Yeah, he immediately asked uh, Carol Carolina for for Jess because Jess usually you know talks to Nick for him when he needs uh, you know, some things. Listen, so I need some drugs, okay? Like, help me out of here. Yeah, <laughs> I just I need a little straightener, okay? Just I'm I'm cleaning up my act, but uh, not. I just need a little bit. So let's hear. It. What are we up to next here, ma'am? Uh, okay, so now Logan has his little dinner meeting with uh, Jamie, his I guess his investment lawyer or, or banker or whatever. Uh, Love this scene they're, too. This they're kind of is... dancing around each other, and eventually, like. Jamie's like, cut the shit, man. Like, I'm going to tell you you should sell. You're going to tell me you don't want to sell. Insult me. Throw a fucking decanter against the wall. Like, he's like, your options are to sell or or don't sell and, like, name a successor because people need to know now what the plan's going to be going forward. Yeah. You know? So it's a share get off the pot situation. Also, like I said earlier, still a little mad that he didn't see it coming. Like, But he said Sandy keeps pretty tight ship over there. Right. And, um... Now, it's interesting because it's just like Logan is just having this vulnerability moment with the, his banker saying, what should yeah. I do and stuff? And then he's trying to, you know, he's trying to stir the pot a little bit, gets the word out to the kids that he's thinking about selling. Yeah. So uh, his banker tells him this and, and you could tell like Logan's actually uh, like listening to him and, and hearing what he has to say and, and thinking about it. Like he's not just dismissing him, you know, off the bat. He's like, OK, this is my situation now i got to figure out what the best move is so like you said yeah now he he kind of lets it leak that he might be selling so all the kids start like what the fuck is this now yeah uh, we see we see um uh uh the honeymooners you know obviously now abandoned honeymoon has to go on yeah. because obviously you know this is a crazy situation they got to get out of there we yep. see out in japan 
when um, Roman's doing his damage control, makes a little joke. You know, not he's not a sound, rocket scientist. Yeah, he, he, you know, he didn't want to sound facetious when he said that. But uh, he sounded pretty good up there. I gotta admit, it was unbelievable good. how there are moments that, that you know he actually. You know what? There are no moments that he's ever shined. I can't, I can't think of any. And then he does it right here. He kind of nails it uh, right uh, with this uh, terrible rocket launch. I mean, now granted, yeah. I think he nailed it because. It was just it's a it's a layup, you know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing yeah. really bad happened. There was damage. They're gonna do an investigation. Someone lost thumbs. Okay, yeah, so I mean, I guarantee thumbs. you, if like you know, he had to handle the cruise situation, totally yeah. different situation, right? Yeah. He, you know, Tom's over there killing himself about it, can't sleep, trying to figure out a way to fix it. I think Roman would bungle it and completely destroy everything Probably. when it came to that because he left a compl- a giant paper trail. That would kill him with corporate manslaughter that Jerry had alluded to last <laughs> season. So you know he's 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 good when it's easy. It seems. Yeah, I mean, but it is noteworthy because it's the first time we see Roman, you know, even doing take himself stuff, a yeah. little seriously. You know, yeah, even though yeah. he makes his little joke at the end, like the his first part of that answered in the press conference is like, okay, maybe he's not a complete screw up. No, I get that for sure. Yeah, I definitely do agree that this is his moment to do something, you know. And then that's when Jerry kind of informs him. He goes, is this fucking serious? Is he going to sell? Like, this is crazy. Is yeah. Serious? Yeah. And then even Kendall's like, motherfucker. Like, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Because he's now he's basically out of it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, so all the kids are, are reacting to this potential sell. Uh, Kendall's hanging out in his new apartment. His, you know, his, his his former apartment smelled of Rava, so we had to get out of there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Greg is Greg is just in awe of this new apartment, and Kendall thinks it's a closet. He's like, "Yeah, man, yeah." What does he say? He's like, "All the uh, the the great, all the good suites are taken from Fashion Week or something." Yeah, yeah. And Greg, and like, Greg oh, is yeah. just like, yeah, "Yeah, I guess it could be better. I just uh, don't know how." <laughs> it's just great because we, you know. I love a show that just opens up and like you know quickly we're get we're hit with Greg already, which is uh, fantastic. Got because, some park coke. Oh my god! He goes, "If my septum falls out, I'm going to make you eat my septum." <laughs> Kendall just reacting to this subpar coke and and Greg panicking like, "Should I return it?" Oh yeah, go return. Do you have the receipt? You fucking asshole. Like it's just Jesus, it's just bad. It's glorious. It's, it's so glorious. yeah, it's just such a cringy moment. But I love it. I mean, it's just such a great dichotomy. Anytime Greg is on the screen, yeah, it's pure joy for it's us. It's the voice of the people, and that's what I love about it. Yeah. So, uh and then from there, you know, we open up the Summer Palace. We they Logan has, I guess, the staff start getting the summer home ready, even though it <gasps> What's that? I guess it's it's winter still, right? It's it what's that seems smell? Like pulled out. Oh, smell! I don't know. What's going on here? Oh, do you smell that? Do you want? Can you light some candles at least? Can yeah, you can we try some, candles? They're working on the smell, right? <laughs> oh. Yeah, summer summer home has a horrible odor radiating through it. They can't but, figure uh, it out. They're trying to locate. They're trying to figure it out. The staff is still putting out all this food and stuff. Preparing uh, dead, dead kid, dead kid, shallow, shallow grave somewhere. Is that what? What is that? Oh uh, yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. Uh, yeah. So everyone's kind of setting up the home, getting ready for for lunch or whatever, and trying to locate the smell. And uh, 
Shiv and Roman have a little meeting outside, and Shiv's kind of, kind of like congratulating Roman, but definitely it's like a backhanded kind of. A hundred percent backhanded. I I read that too. Uh, Ro- uh, Roman picked up on it immediately. Yeah. You know, it was interrupted by Kendall. I think right. They were kind of wrapping it up, but it, it, yeah, you know, Kendall, Kendall kind of and, and they kind of unify. Like, what the fuck do you want, you fucking piece of shit? And we see Kendall. Again, so fucking weird. He does his weird cigarette thing where he, like, takes two puffs, doesn't inhale, and, like, puts it out, which is just weird to me. Yeah. He even uses his line his his line on Shiv and Roman where he's like, I, you know, I saw their plan and Dad's plan's better. And they're like, you're... They just obviously, they know it's a bullshit that that was fed to him. And, like, you're going to even... You're going to use that shit on us, too? Like, fuck you. And they're trying so hard to pry out, like, what happened, you know? They're trying to, yeah. like, what does he have on you? How did he get at you? He apologizes to Shiv for, like, ruining her wedding or whatever, and she loses it. Yeah, how they... dare you apologize? <laughs> so fucking, when she, that was the, the most pretentious line in any show I've ever seen. Like, I, on, she, she was so elitist, the way she said it. How dare yeah. you apologize, man? She sounded like fucking, like the fucking mother with the underbite. <laughs> well, you know, they are related. They are related, right? Uh, what else is going on? Here? Oh, we also interest, uh, interesting. Colin uh, Colin has the little rundown with Kendall, just telling him really how everything went down in England. He goes, you want to know? And he goes, I, I don't know if I... I was like, all right, I'm going to fill you in. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, you. I'm asking you if you want to know, but really, you have to know. I love that guy, by the way. He's great. He, he's, this is the guy you definitely want in your fucking foxhole. Oh hell yes! Like a hundred percent. The way he was like presenting himself. As long as as long as you're paying him, because I think no, no, of course, as long as you're paying him. But I mean, completely loyal. You could tell, like, you know, this guy would die. You could tell that this is the type of guy that would die trying to defend the Roys in a gun battle. He's probably the closest person actually in this whole show to Logan. He knows he probably knows more about Logan than anyone else uh, on the show. That's absolutely right, and uh, you know it's interesting. You have to you ha- you just have to figure that this guy has like some military background. The oh, way yeah. he's talking, the way he's, and I just love that attention to detail that they give you in, in in a show like this. So he kind of gives him the update that like it was trusted. The people that kind of discovered what was discovered. Interesting enough, it's just so funny. It's like you know they were driving for a while, mm-hmm. right? And like you would have to. I mean. Kendall, it took a, let's just say it took Kendall about an hour or so to get back, and he was running. I mean, they had to at least been, like, a couple miles down the road, right? Yeah, yeah, right. They and had to have been at least a couple miles down the road, and, like, they had a security detail down there? Like, that's so insane to me. Yeah, it's interesting, because, like, it has, their guys got there first, so it's almost like, was someone following Kendall? Exactly. Like, that's was, possible. Yeah, was there, because it's like... Either either someone was following or the security, they literally wanted to cover all the bases because this is a pretty, I mean, there was a sitting uh, senator there, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is, you know, the whole company is there. If something did, if something did happen, if something did happen, obviously, you know, the implications are are global. I mean, it didn't, didn't Kendall say that in the beginning? He's like small countries entire like when when uh, logan went down remember that oh yeah 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 he goes the economy of like several countries are like 
<laughs> at stake here. So yeah. they are very influential and they're very big. So either he was, I, I mean, and they also had they said they had like people in place to like get, keep the press away too. Yeah. So it could have been, it could have been they were followed, or it could have been like literally they were canvass, uh, canvassing all over yeah. uh, with security, and and thankfully they did because look what happened. Yeah. And they really, like they said, they got there before the police did, so they, they had the key card, so the the police never knew that this kid had Kendall's room key on him, which is the, you know, the really the smoking gun. The key here. card was passed to me by a trusted trusted person. <laughs> like the way he says it is just uh, there was no British accent. I kind of added that, but I don't care. Yeah, I'm gonna move fine. on. Um, yeah, it's just really interesting that this is just you would have to figure that everything that's going on, this is constantly in the back of Kendall's head. It's something yeah. that he never wants to discuss again, and then boom, he's getting hit with it in like the basement of the Hamptons estate. Yep. Absolutely. Um, from here, uh, we get a little, the first like kind of the crack in the Marsha Logan relationship. Yeah, right. Look at that. Because uh, she's like even not sure what he's doing at this point. She, like she's asking him about the selling thing, and he's kind of asking for an opinion, and she's just like she's not. Uh, Can you say it in her accent? No. Please? No. Then I have no. to dance for the daddy, too? Yes, come on. Let's go. <laughs> say it. Come on. Do it for the boy on the floor. Let's go. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Fine. I'm not, I'm not dancing for you, daddy. Oh, you're so clever. Love but, it. But uh, she's, like, insulted that he, that she might even, like, smell a, a hint of weakness from him. And she's like, you know what? Maybe you should sell. You're, you're sick. You know, fuck you. Yeah, you're old. And he's like, all right. <laughs> all right, yeah, great. And they're discussing this as they find the source of the odor, uh, which is a bag of dead raccoons in the chimney. Hey, stinking classic. them out. Stinking them out. Yeah, classic. This happened to me back in uh, 1999. Oh. Uh, yeah, when we were, you know. That was a big year for dead raccoons. Yeah, I mean, this happened, you know, to a couple of uh, people in the neighborhood. Uh, we actually, we, we, we weeded it out. Everything was fine. Everything's okay now. But nonetheless, it, it's something that, you know, it might make a comeback now that Secession featured it. Of course. So if you do smell, smell something, just check your chimney. Check your chimney for dead raccoon bag, and then you'll be good to go. Uh, Logan demands to get the contractor. Oh, what the fuck is the that? Has the staff throw out all the food? How much money worth of food do you think is thrown out? I think she. I think one woman literally threw out like nine lobsters, huge lobsters, ten pound fucking lobsters for Christ's sake. Jesus Christ! Thousands of dollars, and then they have fucking pizza. Pizza. We'll have pizza. We'll have pizza. Delivered in. He's just so mad. Christ. And then he's talking about. Oh, we're all friends here. Let's have it out. Yeah, that's right. No, no punches pulled. Hey, Dad, Willa thinks selling seems cool. Asshole. Good job. <laughs> so now we, it's really interesting here. We see that no one's sitting next to Kendall. There's a space there between. They're all jammed in on one side trying yeah. to avoid him. Obviously, he's now, you know, the the black sheep of the, the family here, so to speak. Yeah. Um, even those the people that aren't related or going to Jerry's nowhere near him or anything like that. And I think uh, 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 what what happens here is we're seeing... You know, Logan puts it out there, and he's trying to gauge the room of, like, what should he do? Yeah, and he seems sincere. He seems to be sincerely asking for opinions and advice. And 
uh, none of the no one can really handle that. No one knows what to make of it. It's it's Everyone, really everyone's looking else. for like ulterior motives and stuff. And to me, it it's reading as Logan's being legit here. Like he's really trying to come up with a plan. Cashing out with ten billion dollars. Connor accuses Kendall of being a double agent. Double agent. <laughs> what if that's what they they want? And, and you know what? He's not wrong. He's just saying what everybody's thinking, Ken. Just okay? saying what people are thinking, Ken. Because you know he's a white helmet, not there. Totally right. not there. Non-combatant, right? Yeah, the he's trying to nail down this Napoleonic penis bit. So listen, this is what it's, <laughs> it's a dried up <laughs> it's in a jar. But it's interesting because. Uh, I just love seeing everyone's reaction. I love seeing what they're saying. Yeah. You know, Kendall's like, hey, you built it. You know, you're the man. He's like, oh, Kendall always <laughs> looking out for Bob. <laughs> always. always. So funny. And then Kendall's. Logan, uh, Logan gets frustrated. Yeah. He's like, he, like I said, he's really looking for advice here and no one's taking him seriously. And, you know, he kind of decides, fuck it. I'm just going to have to talk to these people one-on-one because no one is going to talk to me for real in front of other people, apparently. And what's interesting here is we see Roman, you know, we know he's scared to death of his dad. Yeah. And it happens again here at the table. It's like, you know, I love money. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, it's revealed that he was once beaten with a shoe, I think. What was he beaten? He was beaten for ordering the beaten most expensive. slipper for ordering uh, lobster. You, know? you don't order the most expensive thing. But it's interesting because when that comes up, he immediately goes right to the alcohol. And I think that's yeah. important to take note of because um, I think a lot of, I think he has just as many problems as like Kendall does, except I think he kind of corrals it a little bit or actually kind of just plays it off a little bit differently, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he's the I one did... who says that he doesn't want to give out an information because he might be a player in some moves. Right. Which I think is also, again, as you alluded to before, very, very um, smart. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it definitely is is legitimate, but Logan does not want to hear that right now. He doesn't. He doesn't. But you do have to. What we do see is that these kids, with the exception of Kendall now, because obviously he went out for himself, they're always trying to figure out where they stand within the company. I mean, we saw it with Marsha with the trust right in the beginning of season one. Yeah, And now, again, just like in season one in the beginning, where he met with another crisis early, and it's about selling, and it's about them trying to figure out what to do about this situation moving forward as a family. Yeah, and they everyone wants to know, like, what what the, what the decision is going to mean for them personally. Like, if they sell, what does this mean for me? Like, I don't exactly. care about anyone else. What does it mean for me? What does it mean for me? So now we see, obviously, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Logan goes into the room, locks himself in there. They go following. They go yeah. scurrying like, Dad, what is it, yeah. Grandpapa from Beer Fest? So they're trying to figure <laughs> out like where, like what's going on. And then he's like, one by one. That's right. So, so Roman Roman gets the first meeting. Takes a big swig of that expensive whiskey. Yeah, sure does. And he just. And he, he immediately just... puts his foot right in his fucking mouth. Like he's been doing so. I mean, in my opinion, he's been doing so well this episode. Nailing it out there in Japan, you know, coming to the table here saying, like, I don't want to make any decisions, you know, if I'm a major player, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, oh, just you and me, dad, in a pod up in the city, destroying companies and fucking up startups and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. Political this. Keep the news for political and market manipulation. What do you do about Stewie and Sandy? Oh, uh, fucking scare Kill, kill, off. kill. 
honey pot hooker thing, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. so fucking childish. And you could see Logan is just immediately disappointed about the entire thing. Yeah, because everything he's saying is is bullshit. Like, it's not real. It's, it's all just like... gobbledygook. It's it's buckets of cold shit, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to use it. Buckets of cold shit. I don't know how to use that. We'll Rob, figure it out. I'm going to try. I'm going to try to look it up. I don't know if you can look that up. So now, obviously, now Logan is in a pretty bad spot here because Kendall was the heir apparent. Roman yeah. is inept. So who does he bring in next? So yeah, Roman Roman leaves the room, makes a stupid joke about uh, Dad having cancer. Uh, <laughs> Very Roman. He's like, yeah, he's like, oh, Dad has cancer. What? It's a joke. Uh, actually, he offered me the company. Blah blah blah. Like, just trying to be funny. Or Roman. did he? Hmm. hmm. So Shiv goes in. Siobhan is next up. Logan brings her in. And they have a very seemingly real conversation. Yes, seemingly real. I do think... I and do think Logan was bluffing here. Do I think he's bluffing? Yeah, do you... I mean, I think so. Do you think he was when he was like, I'll make the tweet? I'll move the markets right now? <sighs> oh, so when Shiv calls his bluff and tells him to sell and he actually goes to do it. Yeah, so like, like it was a double bluff? I don't know. Like it could have been, but I think he was prepared to do it at the same time. I think you, you, we have to try to maybe Plus, like if we're going to break this down, we got to try to maybe take a step back here and say when Logan went into that room, are we under the are we under the um the, the do we really think that he was prepared to hear them out and actually maybe consider selling or was he waiting to be wowed by somebody? Like was he really looking for their counsel here? Well, I think what he's doing is he he knows at this point if he doesn't want to sell, he needs to name a successor. So he's trying to figure out who the right person is um, because he can't he, – he's an old man and he's sick and he doesn't have all the time in the world. So if people are going to rally behind him, they need to know that he has someone in place that's going to, to lead the charge and lead the company for years to come. Because I was so, thinking, like, when so he was... to me, like, selling... If, if all of yeah. his kids are fucking around on him, I think he's going to sell. I think what he was trying to do was just get everyone on the same page to fight it. I don't think he had really any true intention of naming any type of successor anytime soon. I think he really wanted to take on... This 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 prox uh, this uh, I was gonna say proxy battle, but this this bear hug with a full head head of steam. But in order for him to do it, he needs the the family to be on the same page, and he needs them all to be united. Which yeah. is what like well, that's true. So I don't think I don't think he was trying to um to to do anything here drastic in terms of his company. So I do think he was bluffing when he said he was gonna like name that he was stepping down, whatever or that he was selling, blah blah blah. I really think that when the banker said, like, hey, you know, there's going to be one company later in life, you know, late uh, 10 years from now, you know, who's it going to be? When he heard that, I think that was just his mindset throughout, like right off the bat. That's where he was going. And I think that he just wanted to see where everyone was, gauge where everyone was and see if he can get them on the same page. That's why he offered it to Shiv, I think. So we find out, like, you like you know, you were going to say this, that he offered her to be the CEO of the company. And I think it was just to get her in. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, it's possible because it's possible that he thinks that that's the only way to get her on board. Yeah. To get you know? her into. Yeah. Cause there's no other, I mean, 
when we had the family therapy session at um, Austerlicht, mm. you know, he fucking destroyed her in terms of yeah. like her career and stuff like that. You know, yeah. he really dressed her down and made her fucking cry and shit. So how, if she thinks that she's got no respect from him with, with the career that she's made, obviously the only way he could get her in is to be like, he's not going to say, oh, work under Tom or or right. work under uh, uh, Roman. He's going to obviously, the only way to get her in is to offer her the big seat. Right. Well, he tried to get her in in season one too, right? Before the yeah. wedding when they had the meeting in the, the bar or whatever and she denies him. So now he knows that you can't just bring her in to get her involved. She has to think that she's taking over. Exactly. You know, and Tom is just there. Who gives a shit about Tom? And now, this Even is though Tom, Tom, I don't know. Maybe he's ready to wear the big boy trousers. Oh my you God. Know? I don't know. This is our plan. This is our plan. But poor Tom, yeah, poor, poor Tom, Tom, man. Poor fucking, Tom. you know, it's, it's what I thought was crazy too. Right. When, when she, Shiv in the meeting with Logan, when she, Tells him like the obvious moves of what you're supposed to do, right? Like get out of news. News is a dead end. Like this, we got to get rid of it and, and move on. Yeah. And then she, as soon as she comes out of the meeting, she tells Tom, "I got you head of broadcast news, the fucking thing I was just telling my dad to destroy." Yeah, but yeah, I mean, like what? <laughs> like what the fuck is that? Yeah, it it just seems so strange to me that like you're all over the map with 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 that, and and you know it's interesting enough that we're hitting all this like this suspicion and like this you could see like the the gaming that's going on and we're only in the first episode of season two yeah absolutely. and isn't like isn't marcia's son like raul there too he's just there is he i didn't know yeah him, i think he's just in the be. background he's just smiling <laughs> he's might just, be hanging around he's just there and stuff but I, I i just you know and then connor's there i mean he never speaks to connor well he might as well just sell if it's connor yeah you might as well just sell. So it's like, you know, he just needed him there to make the make everything seem whole. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, he, that's, he's that's in true. when you're in a battle, you need you need everyone. You need all of your allies. You know, you need to have people on your side. That's right. Yeah, and, right. you got to get the, the troops in line. You got to rally the troops. You need buckets of cold shit. Uh, anyway, we got we got 15 minutes left. Let's keep going. Good. Uh, the contractor arrives. Who Logan requested to show up. You trying to stink me uh, out? <laughs> Logan fucking tears into him. We find out that I guess Logan had been hardballing the contractor on a price anyway, only wanted to pay him two hundred thousand dollars for all the work he was doing on the house. The contractor insisted it was three hundred thousand dollar job. So uh Logan infers that the contractor uh placed the bag of dead raccoons in the chimney. Which he did. I mean, did he? I mean, who puts a bag of dead raccoon? Who who has the? Yes, I don't know, man. It was him. I guess so. It was definitely him. True. It was definitely him. So, so Logan says, "Fuck you! I'm only paying you half of the money we agreed to, and uh, get the fuck out of here. And you can fucking see me in court if you want. But my lawyer used to work for the Justice Department. Who's your lawyer, Mister Fucking Magoo? Mister Fucking Magoo? Ha ha! <laughs> no, he definitely did try to stink him out. There's no question in my mind because who else? Who else is putting a bag of dead raccoons in the summer palace? I guess. I guess. Think about it. Seems like it seems like a weird move though to me. I don't know. I think it's a classic contractor move. But I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm not a contractor. Like I said, we had a little bit of a problem back here in nineteen ninety nine, but 
you know, um, it was a gang of thieves that were doing it. But sure, anyway, sure. Moving on. Anyway, Logan announces his his plan to the family. For now, we're gonna we're gonna be the number one media conglomerate, the only one left standing in the next few years. Uh, Kendall and and Roman are going to be co COOs. Whoa, 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 he's back. What? What do you? What? Whoa, Dad. He's taking his medicine. Okay, listen. He's gonna. Don't worry about it. So Roman obviously pissed about uh, having to share a job with Kendall. That's right. Uh, Logan says, uh, for now, we can name any 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 stuff shirt to be the successor, and then we'll figure it out later. It, well, it, it could be Jerry. Like, it's not going to be Jerry, but it could be Jerry. She was so like, oh, my God, thank you, and then just destroyed. So I guess yeah, what they're going to do is name Jerry a successor publicly for now until they can get their house in order. Uh, just to appease the shareholders, right? That's the plan, I, I assume. Yeah, they got to get everything in order here, and and the, the the big part is naming the successor. But again, like I said, in my opinion, Logan has no no desire to do that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, but uh, then we see Logan and Kendall uh, go back to the city, so Logan can send Kendall in to meet with Stewie and Sandy. Well, they were going to have a meeting, all of them. Right, right. But then right. Uh, he sends Kendall in first to tell him I'm on the phone. He goes, on the phone? That is such a 1980s fucking power move, you piece <laughs> of shit. Like, it was just a funny thing to hear him say. There's there, there he is, Stewie with his no socks on, just... Stewie's begging Kendall for a reason. He's Because so, he's... Stewie and Sandy have been blindsided by this. One minute, Kendall is with them organizing a bear hug, and the next minute... He's his father's whipping boy. Like Stewie has no idea what's going on. He just wants. He's like, Bro, there's a friend card you can play here. I'm a, a human being card, standing yeah. in front of you. What happened? How did he get to you? And we know, we obviously know, Kendall can't say a goddamn word. Right. So it's just a complete fucking waste of time. I uh, saw your your plan, and and my, my dad's uh, plan is better. My dad's plan is better. Jesus, so, that that line is just. It's 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 so uh, cringy. It's so cringy. And then uh, of course Sandy. You know, he's like, is there a way we can come to an agreement here? He's like, no. And he's like, he will fuck your wives, send men to fuck your <laughs> wives. He will eat your children. Like, he he pretty much lays out all the shit that he's going to do yeah, to destroy them. And Sandy's like, all right, let's do that. <laughs> all right, we've got a battle. That's it. It's on. We have a battle on our hands. You know, and what, you know what else we have on our hands? Ooh, that's the music for the fuck off counter. This is the music for the fuck off counter. You ready, baby? Fuck off. One of the fuck best. Off. Fuck off. One of the greatest things ever in television and in the history of the world is the fuck off counter. Uh, well, Rob, lay it on the people. Where are? I mean, are we gonna? Are we gonna just keep the counter going show wide? So. I have the season one counter we discussed at the end of last episode. So I'm going to keep a tally of the season two counter and then we'll, you know, we can keep, we'll keep track of, I'm going to keep track of everything. We'll have, we'll nice. have the numbers on everything. Nice. But for this episode, we have four fuck offs. I got four fuck offs. The first one uh, by Logan, Logan Boom. Roy. Right away. Tells the ground pounders they can fuck off when he wants to have his meeting with, with Kendall. Uh, second fuck off was Logan Roy uh, to Kendall at the end of the debriefing tells him to fuck off uh, third fuck off is Logan Roy 
at the at the table with his family, asking if they should cash in and fuck off out of the casino. Yeah. And they're discussing selling. And the fourth fuck off, Logan Roy, uh, to the contractor in their little in their little uh, disagreement about the raccoon bag. So we had four fuck offs, all by Logan Roy. Woo! The season one champ is off to a fast start. Bam. Uh, so four fuck offs for Logan in season two. Everyone else just waiting. Waiting fuck, to unleash fuck, them fuck offs. Fuck, fuck off. Hmm. You know, I don't know of any other show that that has a fuck off counter. You know what I mean? No, this is just it's magnificent. I think it's unique to us. Unique to Boar on the Floor. Which, you hey. know, I am so excited because this is the season where Boar on the Floor happens. It, happens. it actually happens. Tom, real quick, who do you think wins this episode? Go. Oh, good. Oh, obviously, I think the winner of this episode is Logan. Uh, because really? he completely he 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 gets everyone on the same page. He gets everyone into the Summer Palace. He 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 fucked over the contractor, and he has a vision for the future. I think he's the winner. Yeah, I'm going with Shiv. Uh, okay. I mean, okay. you know, at, at the end of this episode, we are led to believe that she is the successor for CEO. So I mean, to me, that's that's winning. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I I think that's a that's a very good um, that's a very good take. I just think Logan's lying, though. Well, that may be, but we don't, we don't know that. So I'm going to go no, based we, on we, what we, we know just based on this episode. Gotcha. No, it sounds good. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Season 2, Episode 1, Bore on the Floor. Yeah. Tell the people, Rob. Tell them. Go. Want me to tell them to fuck off? No, no, no. Tell them everything. Follow tell, us on Instagram at Bore on the yeah. Floor Podcast. Yeah. Go, you know, we're going to be, we're going to, we're going to power through this season and we're going to. Yeah, we're getting through season two here. We're hopeful season three kicks off by the end of the year, uh, which is HBO's current plan, as long as there's no delays with uh, production with COVID. It's going to be great. And, uh, we can't wait. So excited to continue this show with you, Rob, and so excited for everyone who's listening and having a fantastic time. Damn I burped. Right. I burped while I was saying that. So That's all right. I like it. It made it sound weird. All right. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to catch you, you next time. Enjoy the show. Enjoy our show. Enjoy their show. Enjoy all the shows. And fuck off. Fuck off. I can't believe you told the fuck off. <laughs>